Happy Friday, theater lovers. This week's guest is my better half from Wizard of Oz, Hilary Dutra-Gearling. Hilary and I talk about what it's like to play your dream character and the pressure that goes into honoring both your childhood dreams and those of others. We also talk about how she's honed her craft with singing and improv classes and the types of classes she would like to do in the future. Hilary is organized, thoughtful, and although she's immensely talented, she's super easy to talk to on the show. I don't remember your last name. <laughs> Duder Gearling. Oh, God. Okay, so we're going to need... I'm so Probably sorry. That I. was so rude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no worries. I joke, I joke that if I marry someone, they need an equally long last name, and then I can put it together and torture everyone. Oh, my God. Everyone. That sounds <laughs> perfect. Okay. Now say it for me again. Duder Gearling. Duder Gearling. Yep. Did I say it kind of okay? Do yeah, you got it. <laughs> no pressure or anything. All right? <laughs> I am sweating now. Um, okay, so welcome, Hillary Dutra-Gearling. Did I do okay? Hello. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> sorry you famous, my gosh. It, it's, a, it's beautiful when you say it. When I say it, it's not not so beautiful. Why don't you give us give us one little pronunciation Dutra Gearling. Perfect. Although the Dutch way is Dutra Gearling, but you know. Oh my whatever. gosh, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you for that. That is a, truly one of my biggest fears is saying person's name wrong. Uh, so yeah, because that'd be real awkward. Anywho, at least you saw it coming. You got Hillary right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder about that. Like, if I'm gonna be so focused on the last name that I'm gonna say the fir- the wrong first name, and the guest is gonna be like so polite and be like. Eh. You don't even know what my name is. But anywho, it's so nice to see your face. It's been yes. a while. It's been a minute. Um, Too long. As soon as I saw your face, like it immediately brings back so many super fun memories. Uh, that's one thing I, I try to do at the beginning of the show is explain when or where I worked with someone if I had the chance. And you and I got to be a couple of witches in Wizard of Oz. And we spent a lot of time just hanging out backstage. We really did. It was fun because it was kind of like you had Dorothy and her gang that were always on stage. And then you had the ensemble that was doing all the fun numbers like the Jitterbug. And we're just kind of in our own little world. So we hung out a lot. It was great. Like I I loved (laughs) just sitting backstage and like listening to everybody work real, real hard and sing real, real (laughs) nice. It was great. And we just went on and had, you know, our moments and then got to go backstage and goof yeah. off again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was good times. So, yeah. Now, it's, um, been a, it's been a while, and I can't remember. Were you a fan of The Wizard of Oz? Did you go back and watch the movie before you did the show? or Me? No. No. I, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not not a fan. Uh, I, I enjoyed the book when I was little. But I specifically didn't go back and watch it because I didn't want to steal from that character because I knew if I did I would just walk out and do the exact same thing what about yourself yeah no it was very much the same it's been about maybe 20 years since I've seen the movie Mm -hmm. and I just kind of went with my instincts on that but also because we did a little bit of a different thing where you know Aunt Em and Glinda Mm -hmm. were played by the same actor which I don't think happens in the movie but I could be mistaken and so trying to find you know the similarities between those two characters and different things to bring in 
I didn't think the movie would give me the right framework for that. So I did go to the book, though, which is also very different than, than the movie, but a delight. I recommend it. I did, that reminds me, I did reread the book just before or during when we were getting getting through the rehearsals and stuff. And I remember being like, I read this when I was a kid. Like, this is, some of this is a little more hardcore than I remember. <laughs> but I remember reading, like, Brothers Grimm when I was little, too. Okay. And not thinking, any, are you familiar with those stories? I've never read them, no. They're pretty gory. Like, they're pretty, like, <laughs> even the, like, the Jungle Book. Like, there's a lot of books that I remember really enjoying when I was a kid that, like, I don't think they fly now at all pretty pretty hardcore that's why i'm so hardcore yeah <laughs> but anyway and then uh so you you had um mentioned to me when we were chatting before uh you had mentioned that getting to play bell in yes. Beauty and the beast was like a dream role and i mean how many oh, she's my favorite of the disney princesses of for yep. sure like she's booky and you know, mm -hmm. the yellow dress. Like, oh. So tell me, tell me all about that. Well, it was crazy. On Honestly, I almost talked myself out of auditioning. What? And yeah. So because what happened was Beauty and the Beast has been my favorite for longer than I have memory. Like I have pictures of me with Beauty and the Beast stuff when I was, you know, two years old. And I have a lot of actually very significant memories throughout my entire life associated with Beauty and the Beast with people who are near and dear to me. And so it was really overwhelming to actually have an opportunity. And I was terrified that if I got the role that I was going to royally screw it up and then taint all of those other memories as well. Uh. And so, you know, and it had been, I had never had a lead in a community theater production and it had been, I don't know, years before then, since I'd last played a lead, and that was in high school. And so it was really intimidating. <laughs> and I was like, but I, I knew that I had to try out. And it was funny because at the callbacks, I literally had that stereotypical fear of when you open your mouth to sing and no sound comes out. And then when you finally, when it finally does come out, you kind of croak. Yeah, that definitely happened. And, you know, there were other... You had, you know, there's four other women there, I think, who were just flawless in their performance. And I thought for sure, you know, I was dead last in the running, but uh, I got it. And it was just, it was incredible. We had the most delightful, talented, supportive cast. And yeah, they were, you know, and they helped me in ways they don't even realize that they did. But it was more rewarding, I think, as well because I did it and it was hard you know when I was when I was younger performing performing was very easy and now it's not as easy but doing it when it's challenging just makes it that much more rewarding in the long run and it was also just really fun meeting kids after the show that were really excited to meet Belle and you know I saw Beauty and the Beast on stage as a child and it was my first professional production that I saw mm. and it left such a lasting impression on me and it's just exciting to think of maybe one of those kids that came to the show. Actually, the adults were really excited to meet the characters, too, <laughs> yeah, after the show. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting to think about that maybe one of those kids is going to grow up and do something in the show and say that they were inspired by our show. Yeah. 
you know, and that it left an impression on them. And, and it was funny because then afterwards I went on to work with kindergartners and when they found out that I had played Belle, they thought I actually was Belle. Like they can't, you know, Separate. differentiate in yeah. their mind. And so I had one girl that she would, she knew that I went by Hillary and that my name was Hillary, but she's like, you're Belle, right? You just go by Hillary here at school. So people don't bother you. <laughs> And I was just, it's like, I just love that the the default was, oh, I must be undercover. Yeah. I as love opposed that. to it was pretend. And then I had another girl that's like, I went to Disney for, I don't know, some holiday, family holiday. And she goes, Cinderella's castle's nicer than yours. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it was that's just too funny. And wow. yeah, and this was like a year or two after the show. You know, these kids were still talking about it. It was just too funny. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I hadn't thought about, you know, the pressure to, to honor not only your own memories, but like all these little kids that love that character or their parents who also yeah. love that character and, and how, yeah, how challenging that would be to, to bring it to life, but also be yourself in it. And yeah, yeah. I'm not in a big hurry to be a lead in a musical like anytime soon, so I don't have to worry about that, but I can see how that would be a challenge. Do I remember correctly, did you do like birthday parties or something like that, dressed up as Belle? I did one. I did one, yeah. It was a, a last minute thing that the Painted Cat was looking for something, and so I, <laughs> someone and I just happened to be available, and yeah, that was, that was really fun too. A little bit intimidating as well, because then you're really interacting with the children and a lot of it is just improv, which is not my strong suit. Mm. Um, and But it's also really fun because she was just really excited yeah. about the whole thing. So, And yes. that, that enthusiasm and delight is contagious, you know? Was that before you had taken your improv class? I know you were talking about an improv, that was, improv class. That was before, yeah. I believe, yeah. So that maybe contribute to the, I better go to an improv class, just in case. No, I, I don't know what where the improv thing came from. It was just kind of like, so I, in high school, I hated improv. Improv was the thing I dreaded. We did it every Friday. Dreaded it. Hated doing it. Like watching it. Hated doing it. I don't, I like planned and know exactly what to expect and, you know, um, this is where you go. This is where you stand. This is what you say. Improv doesn't have any of that. You never know what the other person's going to do. And I just thought, you know what? There is a group in London, uh, Shut the Front Door Improv. And I was like, I'm just going to challenge myself. <laughs> I love that And name. do this. It, and, you know, I was like, I don't have to commit to, because they have different classes, first or a couple weeks. And finally, if you go through all of the different sessions, there is a, a performance at the end. And I was like, I don't have to commit to the performance. I just have to commit to three weeks. And that's, if I stop then, that's three weeks more than I thought I could do. And I just, I kept doing it, kept doing it, and got all the way to the show. But, yeah, it was definitely a challenge, but a good challenge. I can remember being in Wiz, and my nose was coming off, and coming out, trying to, like, continue the scene. And when I had talked to you about it afterward, because I remember just like tilting my head back and being completely terrified the entire time. And when I had <laughs> talked to you about it, 
you were so like chill and like, oh, we could have riffed about your nose and, and like just so chill about it. And I remember being like, no, this is my horror. This is my nightmare. We cannot be flippant about this. And then afterward being like, huh, maybe I need to go to an improv class. Anyway, but yeah, about and the funny thing is that uh, in in school, I loved improv. I loved it. Oh yeah. Yeah, and but then to be on stage at the Imperial, I'm like so much more nervous that all of that yeah. improv was right out the window, right out. The it, window. No, oh, I'm still terrified of something going wrong on stage, but I think improv helped me in the sense um, not only of that, but of just being more present and in the moment. Mm. And I felt like for for Wizard of Oz, because that was the first show that I'd done after an improv class, was that I felt like the character, yeah, I just I seemed more present and authentic in a sense, and that it wasn't, mm. I didn't find myself saying the lines the same way every single time. I felt like I was responding more to how other people. Absolutely. Um, we're delivering we're doing things which is really cool so that's excellent it, recommend. it would make a, a stronger a more solid character if you're if you're authentically responding as opposed to just saying those lines which was for sure the way i was doing it um you were fantastic though you were so good that is very kind uh especially from you my friend because like my goodness lady of many talents like you're singing, my goodness. I'm taking lessons, and I, I, when I was coming into this interview with you, I kept thinking, like, my gosh, because I would remember your singing voice. So effortless. <laughs> so effortless. Just you open your mouth, and it... Have you taken lessons, or is that just something you've always had? Yeah, I did take lessons um, for quite a while. I'm not right now. And I actually taught for a short period really? of time, but I wouldn't say that that is my area of expertise, but it was a, it was learning and growing experience and it was really fun as well to have these students and just see them progress. Mm. That's really rewarding. Okay. That, that at least it helps me understand why you're so darn good at it. If you taught that's it. exciting that you, well, thank you. That's exciting that you're taking lessons though. How long thank have you. you been doing that? Not for very long. Oh, good grief. Uh, Rachel Jackman is my teacher. I just posted her uh, episode today. Cat jumping on my lap. Oh, she's delightful. Yeah, uh, she's patient as, because as, there are some squawks that come out of this mouth. And I just look at her like, are your ears bleeding? Are you okay right now? Like, hey, I just told you I did that on, at an audition. You're totally cool if you do that in lessons. That's so. true. That's true. I'll get it out in my lessons. <laughs> so you've been doing you doing doing theater stuff. You mentioned since like in grade school. So what what got you into it back then? Just um, I I started taking dance lessons when I was four or five, and I at the time was like, oh, I'm never gonna get on stage though. I don't want to get on stage. That's too scary. Um, and then I did it, and then I loved it. And then for the longest time, it couldn't get me off. <laughs> um, and then I started doing Hidden Talent Summer Camp with Carrie Beauchamp. And I did that for a number of years. And then did Nightingale and high school shows and all that kind of stuff. So, Okay. But there was like a little bit of a hiatus in between the high school stuff and then getting on stage for Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, I would say probably from about maybe 20. 21 and then five years after I did Mary Poppins before then but I was uh, before beating the beast I was in the ensemble it was a blast highly recommend ensemble people seem to think that that's a lesser than thing but it's 
Heck so no. much fun and yeah. they work so hard. Oh yeah. Like, oh, that ensemble for sure. Anybody who thinks that that's a lesser than like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I fully believe that in Beauty and the Beast, while I may have felt more stress that they worked harder in a lot of senses because you have all of these people and they're doing harmonies and they're doing all this choreography and just, it's so much to coordinate. Mm-hmm. Um, they work ridiculously hard and they had so many fun numbers and For yeah, sure. highly recommend ensemble. If you get the chance, maybe I'll have get to the do chance some, to do that. Some dancing lessons next. So, uh, Oh, this was something uh, that we were kind of chatting about before uh, coming to, to here today. English is my first language. You would not guess it today. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you had made a comment uh, that you love understudies. Yes. And you like to see them when you attend a pre- professional production. I wanted to hear more about that and why you feel that yeah. way. Yeah. Again, it's one of those things where I think sometimes they get a rap as, oh, they're the understudy because they're not as good as the lead. Mm-hmm. And very much not the case. I've had the privilege of seeing many understudies on tour when I go see something. And I just, I honestly hope for it because it's exciting to get to see them have their moment. But, and they have their own track that they're learning, but they also have to be prepared with someone else's track that they're to hop into, sometimes with very little notice. And the energy and the fire under those performances, it just feels very fresh and it feels very exciting. And the dynamics between them and the other cast members as well just feel very fresh and exciting. And I just absolutely love that. It's just a special experience that you don't get to see as often. And what I remember seeing Bandstand on tour, and I don't know if you're familiar with that show, but the lead character, Donnie, is basically on stage the entire show, sings his face off, has to do choreography, um, has to play piano on stage with other band members and it's just a crazy role i got the chance to see an understudy play that role for the first time and there's just there's just this extra exciting energy surrounding that and i just get so excited for them (laughs) it's fun i love it that's very endearing and you're right like it would be just like this is my one night i'm gonna give it everything i got this is a moment i've been preparing for and when you do it every day for a week sometimes more than once a day maybe by the end of it you're maybe not putting the same energy that you had in the first two shows so yeah i could see that the the understudy being kind of a contagious energy have you ever Mm -hmm. have you ever had the chance to be an understudy or had that experience no we don't do i think they maybe did it for something rotten but i could be mistaken we don't do understudies here I think that would be terrifying, <laughs> but it would be, it'd be fun. <laughs> Keep you on your toes, I guess, but it would be a lot of work. It would be terrifying. Uh, Cause you might have that night where they swap you in and that's all scheduled. But then if it was opening night and you had no idea and all of a sudden the other person gets sick and it's like, okay, you're on. Like, oh my yeah. God. And that's what, yeah, and that's what happened with the bandstand with the guy that was the because uh, I was talking to their merch guy afterwards about it about it, and uh, he was saying yeah the the gentleman's name I don't remember but had maybe three hours notice that he was going to be stepping on into that role. Three hours? Oh my yeah. word! Like you couldn't how you'd have to reprogram your brain. 
for oh my goodness that yeah i don't think i want that for me personally <laughs> no thank you no thank you so then going going back to to dream roles and and having had that opportunity in beauty and the beast are there any other ones out there that you'd you'd, you'd love to have the chance I mean, that was the the number one, and I did get a chance to do, um, not in Sarnia, but I did get a chance to do Beth and Little Women, which was a dream show as well for me, because it's my favorite book, so that was really cool, and I'm just very grateful that way that I've had the chance to do both those shows. I would say probably, like, Anya and Anastasia, and maybe Fontaine and Les Mis, um, Julia and Bandstand, but honestly, I would really love to play a villain. I'm kind of envious of you getting to do the Wicked Witch, and I just, the older I get, the more I kind of want to play roles that are further from who I am, um, because normally I get cast in, like, the ingenue type stuff, and I still like that, but I want to play this, I want to explore and play, like, the silly roles, or, you know, but for the villains, there's not a lot of musical theater types that match, like, the Disney princess type voice, really, that I can think of. Um, so I need, I was thinking about this. Someone needs to do a miscast, like, gender-bent Dr. Horrible, and I'll play the Neil Patrick Harris role. <laughs> or, like, you know, something like if they ever did a version of, you know, the movie um, The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, yeah. And play the Meryl, Meryl Streep type character. I could see myself doing something like that. But I don't know. We'll see if you have any ideas or if anyone out there has any ideas of silly roles or villain roles. You should get yourself. try it. Yeah. You should get yourself <laughs> uh, involved. Perhaps you already have, and I'm just uh, oblivious, but with the, the cabarets, Adam Forstall and Kat Forstall, intru having interviewed both of them, they often miscast for the mm -hmm. cabarets. So that might be yeah, an awesome I gotta... opportunity. Yeah, I got a chance to do one of those. I don't know if they're bringing it back. I hope they do, because yeah. that was a lot of fun. I, I would love to see that. A little, like a, a villain. I don't know, I'm right. I'm writing the cabaret for you guys. I hope you don't mind, but <laughs> evil villain edition. That'd be super fun to see a miscast villain. I'd go to that. I mean, I'd go to any of them. Who am I kidding? They are a lot of fun, and I really do hope You need to try out back. for them. No. So, yeah right as it stands right now when i sing with rachel i go like this and it's like on video and i just go like this until i'm done singing then i look at her and then i go like this i can't even look her in the eye so i i, I can sing to my cats and that's the extent of it so i don't know when that... but you're still doing it you're still doing it and you're still pushing yourself so, so that's maybe great. like in like you know my 10-year plan i could be in a cabaret that seems like there you a reasonable 10-year plan <laughs> I can go with that for sure. Zies. So this is when, when my hamster in my, in my head is like, I have all these questions. What else are we going to talk about? <laughs> so in the vein of taking classes to better our art, are there any mm -hmm. classes that you're thinking of taking uh, now or in the future that might be a little outside of the box or in the box or anything like that, that might hone your craft? There's nothing that I can think of offhand that's available, but I would love to do at some point in my life some kind of a stage combat yes. thing. That just, that looks like so much fun, and I think it would be a blast. I don't know where I would do that, but it, you and you... I, you and I will go find one somewhere. Nah, <laughs> when you figure it out, you let me know. 
I'll drive. We're going. I think that would be so rad. So much fun. I love that you said that. And why, why do you think stage combat? Like, is there, is there a role that you're thinking of or you just want to learn? No, there's not a role or anything. I just think it would be fun. Yeah, I don't know. Just <laughs> something different. I Particularly, though, with, like, swords or something like that. Or, like, fencing? As opposed to, yeah, as opposed to just hand-to-hand. I just cool. think that that would be so much fun to That'd be cool. try that out. It's like dancing with weapons because it's all Korean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dancing with weapons. Love it. And as I sit here trying to think of something to ask you, I'm also picking cat hair out of my mouth and then it dawned on me that we were in a show with an animal and I just wanted to ask you like what what your experience with working with animals has been like if you enjoyed it if you do it again what your thoughts are well I didn't I didn't get to work with the the animal I haven't actually had that experience on stage it seems like it would be fun but a little intimidating because then again it's I mean I love animals but there's that extra factor where you never quite know what to expect Mm -hmm. and what if they don't do what they're supposed to do and you know what if they pee on you right like in the middle of (laughs) talk about improv all of a sudden your dog is peeing on you like now what do I do in the middle of a dramatic moment yeah 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 like just so into it you gotta have a, a wee um and I I even I guess I meant to like I'm thinking about like even just having the puppies around while we were rehearsing and backstage and stuff they were terrified of me I don't know why they would be terrified of this green person with a giant nose and a giant chin but I thought it was so nice just there's puppies hanging out Mm -hmm. while we're working it's a morale boost for sure yeah 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 what about uh what about your thoughts on on having all the little ones around all the little kids oh it's fun yeah i love it yeah i love working like that i i love working with kids um and i've done that in the past and i just it's just fun there's just a different energy and excitement around it and kids in general seem to be and this isn't true of course across the board but less in their head than we can be sometimes as adults right like we we think of what happens we screw up or what is this the perfect way to do whatever and the kids are just there because they love to do it mm-hmm. and it's it's more play as opposed to trying to just make everything so polished and perfect that you can kind of lose some of that play and energy and I, I love the way that you said that that they're not they're not in their heads is they're not they're they're very much in the moment I remember for um, Miracle on 34th Street a little young lad started flossing in the middle. He just took out some floss. He probably thought, oh, mom said I got to floss after dinner. And he was out there on the stage flossing. And it was just the cutest, <laughs> most pure, innocent thing. Like, oh, I'm, just, I'm out here. Why wouldn't I do what I need to do? But it is so yeah. true. If only we could, uh, if we could see That's out, adorable. out of our heads a little bit more out there. Be more like kids. I personally think, though, having them... I'm a little bit intimidated by small children, so I don't know. We're, I, I, and I admire with the directors and stuff, like how much wrangling and coordinating and everything extra that goes into having all the little kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm guessing, though, being that you enjoy little children and working with them and stuff, you wouldn't necessarily see that as a challenge. I mean, there's, it still can be a challenge, as with anything. It's just, it's a rewarding challenge. Mm. 
you know? So like, yeah, maybe their, their focus might not be as good or whatever, shorter attention span, something like that, but it's, it's a good challenge. It's just, yeah. So then what about directing? Have you, have you done any, uh, directing type stuff or backstage type stuff in your? Yeah, I did. Um, in high school, I did some choreography with a friend and then I also choreographed Beauty and the Beast Jr. for Rebound a million years ago. That was a blast. It's really fun to see the kids take what you give them and run with it and just shine and bring their energy to it. It's just so much fun. And I've directed a short church play. I would love to direct a musical and I have a few in mind that I would love to do at some point. Yeah. Will you tell me? Will you tell me? I don't know if I'd be good at it, but yeah, oh, I, well, I want to um, direct Beating the Beast. Yeah. And I would love to do Little Women and Daddy Long Legs are the ones that I have in mind. So just waiting for the right opportunity for them to come up or? I know very little about directing. I think I'd have to find <laughs> out more first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I guess that's logical. Like do some research <laughs> before just diving in. <laughs> Do you tell me more about the rebound uh, experience, if you want? No pressure. I can't really think of much to say about it right now. That was, yeah, it was just fun. It was just, like I said, it was just fun, and I got so much joy out of just sitting back when it was showtime and just watching them go and watching them shine. And it's just as much fun being backstage as it is being on stage, and. Yeah, and at that point, it's just kind of out of your hands, and you're just watching them watching them do it. And they were so excited about it, and they were so good. And, yeah, highly recommend doing backstage as well if you get the chance. So then this is a fun little question that I like to ask people, and we've got a little bit of time. So when you were little, did you watch a lot of, like, Disney-type movies? Yes. Obviously Beauty and the Beast. Were there any other yes. ones that, you know, you were kind of breaking the, the VHS watching? Aladdin and the Lion King. Okay, okay. Lion King's definitely a big musical. Is there an Aladdin musical? Like stage? There is, yep. Okay. Huh, I gotta write that down because that would be pretty cool to see. Any other ones that you might have? Those were the, the main ones that I kept going back to. Okay. So uh, so what's next for you, do you think, in the, in, in the um, theater world? I have no idea. Okay. How much time do we have? Sorry, I oh, cut this part out, but have... how much time do we still have? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just cut a whole chunk of this interview out of time. <laughs> we are at 36 minutes, and we've got roughly okay. 50 minutes. So we've got time. All right. So uh, I'm just wondering why why you didn't decide to go into to theater as a career. It actually was my dream for the longest time, since I think when I started doing Hidden Talents when I was 10, that was the only thing I wanted to do. I was like, I'm going to do theater. I'm going to pursue theater. I want to be on Broadway. I want to do all of that stuff. And didn't really consider doing anything else with my life. And I was like, I love this and I'm good at it. And I want to keep growing in it. And I don't want to do anything else. And I auditioned for my dream program two years in a row outside of high school. Didn't get in two years in a row. And I actually did get into a different musical theater program and something just didn't feel right. I was like, I, I can't see myself here. I can't see myself doing this. And I don't know why, because it was my dream for so long. And so I ended up turning it down. And 
it was remarkably easy, which sounds kind of strange considering it was my dream for so long. And I never regretted it for a moment. And then in my 20s, I was kind of like, if I were to do some kind of full-time theater thing, what would it look like? What would it be? And I had this idea of the ideal program and situation for me. And I didn't even know if that existed. And then a couple years ago, I found out that program did exist. And I auditioned and on paper got in. Um, and on paper seemed like a perfect fit. And there was this key component missing, which was my desire to do it. Hmm. And I can't really explain that. But and I wrestled with that for some time because I was like, it just seems to make sense. It seems to make sense, but it's not making sense, you know? And I realized that it's okay to say no to that. I think sometimes you have a, when you have a dream like that, you have this sanitized, idealized version of what that would be. And you kind of have this fantasy ideal that you want, but the actual reality and the sweat and the blood and the tears, you don't actually want that. And sometimes also your dreams change. And I think both happens to me with theater where I was just like, I, I don't want the constant auditioning and competition. And I like having the luxury of auditioning for something because it resonates with me in some way and not because I need a paycheck or I need to build my resume or anything like that. It's because I really have a passion to do that show. And it's funny because with with that later opportunity that I had, when I turned it down, I felt so relieved. And I was actually more excited knowing that for someone else, they thought this was a closed door on their dream and that dream opened up again for them. I was way more excited for whoever that person is than me getting to do that program. So yeah, sometimes your dreams can change and sometimes you don't actually want the reality of what that entails. And I'm really happy that I didn't do it. And yeah, it's just, it's fun just doing it because you want to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 for sure. That it's a a passion and a hobby and not, like you said, I got to pay my bills. So I got to keep on going out there and hustling and doing auditions. It it could take, could take the joy out of it. Uh, For some, that hustle is part of that joy. But if it's not, I think it was really brave that you said, nope. This isn't, this isn't for me. I think a lot of people would have been like, well, this is what's happening. It's sitting here in front of me. You wanted this. We're going. So the fact that you were so true to yourself and honest and walked away, it's, I think that's amazing. And so sweet that you're like, yeah, somebody's going to do it. It's too bad you didn't know who went in your spot you know what I mean so then you yeah. could like cheer them on from the sidelines kind of thing yeah <laughs> but maybe maybe it's better not knowing I maybe that. I love who knows that. I love that story um I'm glad I asked that question so then now we are getting to that point where my laptop may converse, combust into flames so if you have a side hustle or a charity that you want to promote or just any gosh darn thing you want to talk about for the last couple of minutes doesn't have to be theater related please feel free well i'm gonna replug improv i think like i said this is coming from the girl that hated improv and 
I still wouldn't want to get up there and do an improv show now, but I honestly recommend, even if you're not in theater, because most of the people that did this program that I was in did not do theater. They were people that just wanted to have something fun to do or learn to listen mm. and to like say yes and teamwork and all of those kinds of things. And they were just, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience, really supportive group of people. Um, I don't think we have anything like that in Sarnia to my knowledge. I did shut the front door improv in London mm. and I do believe they're still doing classes. So highly recommend them. If that's something you're interested in. Yeah. And stretch yourself and try things different, learn, learn how to play. And that's all I got. It's <laughs> a wonderful note. I think uh, improv could probably serve you in all areas of life, all aspects of life, being able to think on your feet. And, you know, I always thought of it as thinking on your feet, but I love that you said being in the moment because you do, you have to be totally present in that moment in order to pick up on the cues that your, your co-improvers is that a word? Im what's the sure, word? Sure, why not? Improvers. Your fellow <laughs> improvers, apologize if that's not a word, uh, are, are laying down for you so that you can keep things moving. Because if you're not paying attention, you're not going to be able to, to do the improv. So that's lovely. Thank you for bringing that up. And maybe we're planting a seed somewhere and somebody will start an improv class and a stage combat class. Eh? Yeah, someone listening, do it. Yes. <laughs> I'm making plans for Do you. Do it for Dallas and I. <laughs> Whoever you are, wonderful human that is going to host all these classes for us. Get to it. Chippity chop. Well, uh, this was fun. Thank you so much. I'm so glad. It was so nice to see you again. Yeah, and uh, likewise, likewise. Uh, I didn't realize how much I missed your face until I got to see it. It's really nice. Hopefully we'll get to do a show together soon. And I can hear yes, you. Yes, that'd be delightful. Hear you sing again. That'd, be, that'd make my heart happy. I will not sing for you. It will not make your heart happy. I pro It'll make your heart happy if I don't sing. How's that sound? It, w it would make me happy if you did it because you thought you wanted to do something for me. No. I don't care if you're good or not. I give you the <laughs> gift of me not singing, dear friend. That is the greatest is okay. gift at all. Of all. Anyway, um, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, I hope you have a lovely evening. You too. Okay. Talk to you another time. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay, kids, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Next week's guest is the goofy and yet super insightful Shane Davis. See you then.